Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you this morning. Hope you're doing good today. Thank the Lord for you joining with us today as we're looking in God's Word. We've entitled this study in the Luke's Gospel, A Journey Through Luke. And we are looking today in chapter number 1. And if you have your Bible and a copy of which is a copy of God's precious word, I want to encourage you today to open up your Bible along with me as we're reading together. I've always found I've been blessed and benefited by reading along with someone who's teaching or preaching God's word. It always helps me to have my Bible at hand. And as I read along with them, it seems like it just helps me to learn and retain more as as I'm taught or heard, hear the preaching of God's Word. Today we're looking again in verse number 17, and we have divided verse 17 into five different parts. And as we look at these individual parts and phrases, it helps us to understand what the angel is telling Zacharias. We know that Zacharias was in the temple and he was performing his priestly obligation, his duty. He was burning incense before the altar of incense and what an honor that it was. Likely the only time in Zacharias's life that he had this great privilege. Zacharias was now an old man and his wife Elizabeth and Elizabeth was barren and they had no children and and that was their prayer, their heart's desire, and God sent a messenger just right on time while Zacharias was in the temple and the people were waiting outside and they were waiting on the priestly blessing that they were not going to be able to hear audibly because Zacharias is going to, he's not going to be able to speak when he comes out. But as I look here today, we're not I'm trying not to get ahead of ourselves in this story, but we're looking in verse number seventeen, and we've learned several different things. But we're gonna we're gonna focus on the fourth and fifth part of this verse this morning, and we're gonna reread the verse in your hearing. Let's look together in the Gospel of Luke, chapter one, verse number seventeen, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, here it is. We see the fourth phrase in this section of Scripture. 
And of course we know and remember, I hope we recall, that this was an angel that was speaking to Zacharias and he was telling him a word from the Lord. He was giving Zacharias a prophecy found in the book of Malachi chapter 4 and we read that text the other day in your hearing as we were studying here together on the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And I marvel at what we're looking at this morning. First of all, the first fourth phrase that I want to give you today that is found in this marvelous verse, the Bible says, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Now that's interesting. Uh, not only is he going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's hearts to the fathers, but he's going to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Now, exactly what does that mean? Well, the disobedient is actually referring to those who are unbelievers. Those, and literally it speaks of the wicked people. And let me say this, an unbeliever is a wicked person. They may not be a wicked moral, they may not be a mean person, but spiritually they're wicked. And as I think about that, being disobedient to God, disobeying Him is very offensive to the Lord. And there it is, the Bible tells us that John would turn the to, to the wisdom, he would turn people to the wisdom of the just or to such wisdom as the just, which is turning to true wisdom. And that's exactly what I mean by that. He's turning them from that which is false to giving them the truth. And you and I must realize it's the same way with us. As we read in the Word of God in the New Testament, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, he says these words, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. As I'm reading this verse, I marvel at what God has done for me in my life. He, I'm glad that at once in my life that I, I realized that I was lost and I needed to be saved and, and that I was a disobedient person. I was an unbeliever. And yet, uh, through the grace of God, through the wisdom of God, and through the preaching of the Word of God, I heard the wisdom of the Lord, and just like uh, here that the angels were proclaiming to Zacharias what John the Baptist is going to do, uh, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. In other words, the disobedient are going to hear and reason in their minds. They're going to hear about the truth. They're going to hear the truth, and it's going to turn them to the truth. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for His Word. And not only uh, does it turn them, the disobedient, to the wisdom of the just, but the fifth phrase in verse number 17, if you would permit me to reread the entire verse, and he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias 
to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now here it is, the fifth thing in this verse is to make ready a people to prepare them for His coming by announcing that the Messiah was about to appear and by calling them to repentance. As we read in Matthew's Gospel, and if we were to turn over there, and I'm going to turn in my Bible to Matthew chapter 3, and I want to read you just a little bit about what happened when John uh, the Baptist first came on the scene. In Matthew's Gospel, it says in chapter 3, verse 1, And in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Look at that. For this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. As I'm looking at this, I marvel, and I think about the message that John came preparing people to receive Messiah. And let me say this. God has always required people to be holy, pure, in a special way when he was about to appear unto them. He always calls them out to, to repent. And here it is, John's message was a message of repentance because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the Messiah is on his way. He's almost here. In Exodus chapter 19, we know the story of how God came down upon Mount Sinai and, and God required the children of Israel to purify themselves for three days before his arrival. In Exodus 19 and verse 14, the Bible says, Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud so that all the people was there in that was the, that was in the camp trembled and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet God and they stood at the nether part of the mount and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it with fire in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down from Mount Sinai on the top of the mount, and the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. Moses is the type of Jesus in this that he is our go-between, he is our intercessor. And so it is, as we think of this thing that happened on Mount Sinai, they had to separate themselves, they had to cleanse themselves, they had to repent, they had to clean themselves, they had to be pure, and they had to be sanctified. And let me say this, if we're going to be in the presence of God, we need to be that as well. And so it is that we think of the coming of the Son of Man, even in the future. We know that he requires people should repent and believe and then be holy. The Word of God says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. In Second Peter chapter 3, 
verse number 10, the Bible says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall, shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What things? Everything. This world and all that's in it. And I believe the universe will burn with a fervent heat. It's going to be dissolved. The Bible says in verse 11, What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conversation and godliness? The word conversation means the lifestyle you're living. In verse number 12 of Second Peter chapter 3, Looking for and hastening unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness let me say this Jesus is coming and we need to tell others about it I believe that today because God is making ready today a people and be, they are prepared for the Lord I'm glad that I am prepared for that day because I am saved by his grace if you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you've been made ready as well, and I'm glad for it. I hope you know him today as your Lord and Savior. He is the forgiver of all our sin. He died on Calvary's cross. He paid your sin debt on Calvary. He suffered. He bled. He paid your sentence. He took your shame. He nailed your sins to his cross. He died for you. He come up out of the grave on the third day, and today he's interceding for you. If you'll call upon Him and believe, if you believe and repent of your sin, trust Him and call upon Him. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe that He died. Believe He's the Son of God. He died for you. He lives for you. And He'll save you if you call upon Him. Believe and receive. The greatest gift of all is God's salvation. Well, Lord willing, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. I truly hope and pray that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We appreciate you tuning in today, and may God bless you richly is our prayer. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You know that